And now, back to the Johnny B Show. DJ Flacco, 813. That's one C in Flacco. Show him some love. In the studio every Monday night during football season. And maybe beyond. We'll see. From the Cannon Fire Podcast, my buddy, Rhett Matthew. What's up? What's up, man? It's a good, it's a good Bucks break tonight. Oh, yeah, it is. And I know people have mixed feelings. There's a lot of Bucks fans out there, and I say that with quotations, that want the Bucks to tank since mathematically it's almost impossible to make the playoffs. Those people can go root for another team. Yeah, they can kick sand. They, they can suck it. They can go to hell. Because I want to see my team win no matter what. Every single week. And I will say this. I want to see them win the way they won yesterday. Dominating. In, in every way possible. Oh, yeah. They put the ass whooping they on NFC South Division rivals, the Atlanta Falcons. And you know what? It felt good to see, not only because it's an NFC South rival, but because he had Dirk Cutter standing on the other sideline. Yeah. And I mean, dude, what really warmed my heart was seeing Ronald Jones get in the end zone right in front of him. Because I'm sure you remember, yeah. he, gave, he gave up on Rojo last year. They did down... If you were listening to the the audio from the the Fox broadcast, they had mics in the end zone. When Ronald Jones ran through the end zone, he screamed, "Get off of me!" Like a grown ass man. And I I replayed it like five times. It was unreal. That's awesome. Like the testosterone that flew out of him. Like it was like, wow. Because Anna, you didn't see the play. It was like a four-yard run, but he spun like three times and then plowed through everybody. They could not stop this guy. 220 pounds of just, you're not going to stop me. And, yeah, he's a grown-ass man now, second-year player. I'm excited. All that weight room work that he put in during the offseason, it's paying off. Yeah, man, that's why I lift weights every single second of every single well, day. you do. Oh, do you? I have to. I'm gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> Just walking to the bathroom to work out. I'm serious. You're probably so goddamn strong. Oh, I am. I am. That's why I told you a couple weeks ago when we were talking about, like, I said, if I get in a fight, if you can last 15 seconds, you'll kill me because I'll be winded. But in that 15 seconds, I'm going to give you a lot of a lot of problems. Yeah, but also not because you're on blood thinner. So if you get a little cut. Good luck. You'll just bleed out. I'll die. <laughs> I'll die killing you. You don't understand. I'm crazy. I'm ready to see you lined up on that line next to Vita Vea going after some enemy quarterbacks. Not me, buddy. You got to go back to 1988 if you want to see me play football. Way, way back. You don't even have to be a big pass rusher. You can just stuff the run. You know what I'm saying? Dude, my back hurts watching television. Uh, There's no way. It it sucks. Um, Not really. (laughs) It doesn't suck. It's nice to be able to watch the Bucs and enjoy them for what they do. But back to 
our Bucks break. And if you're just tuning in, you're like, wow, the Bucks break sounds funky tonight. DJ Flacco's live in the studio, Mixtape Monday, uh, Thanksgiving edition, because we're only like three days away from just going to full fat Christmas mode. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I ordered my devil pig smoked turkey yesterday. I pick it up at 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh. So happy. I'm so happy. Anyway, um, so the defense. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if the deep like, it's so hard to focus on who was great in that game yesterday because, obviously, Chris Godwin had an, a ridiculous day, 184 yards, two touchdowns, 71-yard uh, reception was Jameis's longest touchdown pass of his career, obviously Godwin's longest reception, and I think it may have even broke a Buccaneer record for the longest touchdown pass. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to look that up. But I don't remember a longer one. I have to rain check you on that one. I don't know yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't confirm or deny. Um, either way, it was fantastic. So Godwin was a beast, as always. And it's nice to see, because against New Orleans, it was like Godwin and, and Evans were nowhere to be found. Right. And, and then all of a sudden, against an Atlanta defensive backfield that's been playing lights out for the last couple of weeks, all of a sudden, he lights up and just takes over. Right. It, it was with Chris Godwin in particular, man, they had no answer for him. And nope. they were attacking the middle of the field, which was something nice to see. You look at the offensive play calling. They set it up for Jameis where he's going down the middle. I mean, they had no answer for it. They could not stop him. The defense he brought up, one hell of a day for them, man. Um, I, I mean, unbelievable. All facets of the game, these guys looked really good, except for maybe our kicker. And I'm sure we'll mention that in a minute here. But the defense, it all started with that front seven. They had six sacks, two forced fumbles. One of them was taken to the house by Andamika Sue, who officially has more touchdowns than sacks this year. Yeah, he also has more touchdowns than uh, Brashard Perryman, O.J. Howard. Um, let's see, who else does he have more t- more than uh, than, uh, than than Billy uh, Miller or Bob? <laughs> who was uh, who was your MVP this week, Anna? Maybe more touchdowns Ooh. than him. Yeah. He's like the Sean John, Shaquan. Hey, yeah. Will, do, 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 we, do we have uh, our predictions from last week? Yeah, I'll pull them up. One I want to see how close we were. Because, I look, I got to eat crow. I, I thought we were going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, first 10 minutes into the game, man, those two interceptions, I was like, we're going to lose this game. Yeah. Because the defense looked good. They covered Jameis' ass after the picks. But I didn't think it was going to be enough. But, I mean, we talked about it before we went on the air. Jameis had a Jameis day. He came out through two interceptions, brushed it off, and played like an all-pro the rest of the game. Well, that's the difference. And I explain, I talked about this last week, too. When I said Jameis to me is Brett Favre 2.0, because what Brett Favre had was a defense that could kind of absorb the hit of these, these crazy passes. Right. And that's what the defense did for Jameis yesterday. They said, all right, he threw a pick. Let's 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 bend but don't break. Let him have three points, and then came out. You know we scored a touchdown. He throws another pick. The defense shuts him down. I believe it was a three and out. They had to punt the ball. So two picks uh, resulted in three points. If your defense can do that for you, and you're still throwing for 340 yards, you're still getting three touchdown passes. Oh yeah, those picks don't hurt as much. But when your defense is a sib and they can't stop anybody, those picks turn into seven and you can't overcome them. And then everybody hates your quarterback. Absolutely. So, I mean, you look, 
Carson Palmer threw 22 picks in 2015 when Bruce Arians uh, took over for you know the Arizona Cardinals job. Uh, but nobody said anything because they went 10 and six. You know, right now with Jameis, we kind of talked about it on the new CFP that dropped today. You know, it, you're not going to fix the turnovers. I just don't think I, I don't honestly, I don't think it's fair to expect him to throw less than 10 in a season because he's just not that type of guy. Right. You know, when he plays well, he does play well. But over the years, the only evidence he's given me is that he's a gunslinger, man. Yeah, man. And like you said, if you want to compare him to another quarterback who's had success, it is Brett Favre, the first name that comes to mind. Um, Brett Favre was usually surrounded with a much better team, like you said, a defense that could account for those mistakes. But, I mean, you want to tone them down, absolutely. And I'm sure that moving forward, that's going to be the plan, especially for next season, because let's all face it, he's going to get a one-year franchise tag. Well, here's how you tone him down. Let him keep. Let him, let him have the lead. Jameis plays the best when he's leading a football game, when he's comfortable being able to find a rhythm and and – Take those those risks yeah. because he's he's comfortable knowing if I do throw this pick, then I, it's not going to cost me the game. That's when he's threading the needle the best. When he throws bad passes is when he's frantic and he's he's playing from behind. And in, in the back of his head, he's like, I this defense is going to be the death of me. And I explained that to somebody that had an argument with somebody today. They're like, why is Jameis uh, throwing the ball 51 times a game? And why is he throwing all these picks? And I go, I go. Well, no, I actually, I said he's throwing a lot of picks because he throws the ball 50 times a game. Yeah. And then they said, what about the, the picks in the first quarter? And I, be, I go, because in James's mind, he's behind before the game starts. In his mind, and I guarantee it, before kickoff, he's like, I'm down 40 to nothing. I got, this defense is garbage. And that's that's kind of what we've seen from him before, where he'll come out and he's got those happy feet in the pocket. You can yeah. tell he's just anxious, and everybody's mm. like, you got to settle down. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Now, one more thing from Sunday as well. Big ups to the offensive line, man. Yeah. Zero sacks. Yep. One quarterback hit. Their best game of the year. But their best game in almost two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the last time the, the Bucks. Uh, held held uh, the opposite the opposing defense to no sacks was week one against New Orleans when uh, Fitzpatrick went off last year. So you're talking almost two full seasons. Um, and you look back just a week ago, he was being molested by the the Saints. I mean, every yeah. play he got hit. I don't know what they did in practice. I don't know who lit a fire under the offensive line's ass. But Atlanta's got a pretty defense, a pretty good defensive line, pretty good front seven, and they shut him down. And I don't know what the hell was going on. Like even guys like Deion Jones looked like a high school linebacker yesterday. Stiff arm, he was getting stiff arm, just shook off. I don't know what it was. I mean, you, you look at that Godwin touchdown. He he broke a tackle like the guy was just he didn't even want to be there. Yeah, it was kind of odd to me how bad Atlanta was tackling, how well we were tackling. It was like everything they were doing bad, we were doing well. And if you, if you don't add that garbage touchdown at the end for uh, for Ridley. 35-16. 35-16. And, and it, it was really not even that close. And here's the thing as well. I mean, let's face facts. Atlanta, before they beat the Saints and the Panthers, which I don't know how they did, but they embarrassed them 55-12 yeah. to 12 over those two games. Um, they had a little bit of a hot streak going. But before that, they were a 1-7 football team. And yeah. I mean – I think they're still a bad football team. You know, you get a little lucky every now and again. You have two really good games. We've seen the Bucs do it before, where you have a really bad stretch. You have a stretch of two great games, and then you're a bad football team again. 
So I think when it comes to Atlanta, that's the case. But what will be really interesting is how they match up against Jacksonville this weekend because if they can come out and look as good as they did against Atlanta, I, I think it's another winnable game. Yeah, I, I just want them to play. I just want them to play well. I want them to improve every week. I want if they just limit the mistakes and just play solid football. The, the talent's there. I, I believe in the coaching staff. I think that this is just from a mental standpoint, it's taken them longer to kind of buy into the system. I, I'm hoping that's what it is, and that's what that's why I want them to win. I don't care if we end up with the 20th pick. I don't care because you can find talent anywhere. Godwin was a third-round pick. Exactly. You have just as much chance to find a solid player between picks 10 and 20 as you do 1 and 10 in the NFL draft. Like today, after the uh, after the win and after all the games on Sunday and Monday night, the Bucs have the 12th overall pick in the NFL draft right now. Okay. Not top 10, but dude, just like I said, you can find talent anywhere. But uh, we do have to talk about our big gay kicker. Okay. Not a super good day for him. And in a dome, he had the missed two PATs. Right. And then another one was blocked. Yeah. So a very forgetful day. Three for six total kicking on the day. But he's a rookie kicker. I'm not going to doo-doo on him. I'm looking at the right. big picture, and he's uh, I think he was 87% for the season going into yesterday. Oh, yeah. Ever since the death threats after the Giants game, right. he has been on a tear. And having one of the best seasons that any Bucks kicker has had in quite some time. You know, the last... Last time I can think of a kicker that was doing that good was maybe a guy like Pat Murray or Connor Barth. But yeah. I believe he's also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's also leading the NFL in kicks over 50 yards, too. For, oh, yeah. For a rookie, I'll I believe take, it. I'll take that all day long. Yeah, he's doing a good job, and uh, it was a bad game, but he'll rebound because we've seen him rebound before. So I'm looking forward to see how he plays next week, and uh, so he can turn it around. Well, that's the beauty of it. Once again, if the whole team does their job, if the defense plays well, and the real MVPs are these young defensive backs. Jamel Dean, I believe he had five, uh, five pass breakups. Five pass breakups. Carlton Davis got his first pick. He was all over Julio Jones the first half. He was oh, yeah. all over Calvin Ridley. Uh, even even uh, Murphy Bunting, was. he looked great yesterday. So I don't know what the hell happened in the last week, but those guys played tight, tight defense. I'll tell you this. With the secondary, they did look damn good. Those young guys yeah. went out there, did their job. But I think it all starts with the front seven. If that pass rush didn't get six sacks and beat the hell out of Matt Ryan, I'm not going to say those guys wouldn't have played as well as they did, but it right. definitely makes their job a lot easier. Yeah, John Lynch, uh, I saw an interview with John Lynch. Uh, this is the beginning of the season, you know, preseason. And somebody was asking him about building his front seven the way he's built it. You know, he signed Quan Alexander. Obviously, his whole defensive line's first-round draft picks. Um, and they were saying, why beef up the pass rush so much? And and he goes, because then I don't have to go out and sign these free agent corners. He goes, anybody can cover for two seconds. That's what he said. Yeah. I thought it was such a baller-ass thing to say. <laughs> and he's right. You know, you look at the Bucks uh, when when we were in our in our heyday. Yes, we had Rondé Barber, but nobody else back there was a Hall of Famer. Brian Kelly was fine; he was okay. I mean, John Lynch, obviously, but he was just a guy that would pulverize you. You know, he wasn't really known for picking balls off very often. Right. But the fact is, those defensive backs knew that they could they could jump routes. 
because they knew that passes had to come out super fast because it was a guy named Warren Sapp or Simeon Rice eating their lunch after about three seconds. So, yeah, any defensive back will look great if you have a front seven the way the 49ers have done. Now, what about this guy from Sunday? Big number 50, Vita oh, Vea. Making fat guys everywhere look good, right? Uh, he also broke a record. Did you know that? Yes, he did. Heaviest player in NFL history to catch a touchdown at 357 pounds. Dude, I love seeing him play offense. It hold is on. the greatest thing ever. Let's read. Let's let's. Uh, you want to relive the play? Real let's fast. Do it. Right, hold on. This is great. Oh, I hit the wrong button. What a fat moron! Play fake to Barber and the pass touchdown. Vita Vea, the defensive lineman who was lined up in the backfield as a blocker and went out and caught the touchdown pass. Lined up right here in the backfield. Now watch him slip. He's going to slip Campbell like he's going to block him. Slip him. Go ahead, big Wide guy. Open. You're slippery at 350. <laughs> I love yeah. listening to the the, uh, the word Vita Vea and slip in the same sentence. He's Dude, he's so fast and slippery for 347 pounds. I, th- I think it's awesome. Now, that was so fun. Back, though, right? In high school? Former yeah, he was back. a running back yeah. in high school. And I mean, dude, have you watched his highlights? Yeah, I have. He's Absolutely. a monster. Now, I don't want to take anything away from him. But, I mean, he he just caught the ball in the end zone. It's not like I thought he was going to be running. Like, when I heard all the commotion about everything. Just caught the ball in I the end zone. I thought that he, like, caught the ball and, like, ran some yards, you know? Then I would have been impressed. But he kind of just, like, caught the ball and kind of, like, he was already in the end zone. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just but think about I it this. Catch a ball. But think about it this way, Anna. He's like not getting paid. You can, catch a, you can catch a couple of them. He's not. He's not getting paid to catch balls in the end zone. He's getting paid to beat up enemy quarterbacks. Well, he's getting paid to win, right? Well, think about this. Yesterday, not only did he catch a touchdown pass, he had a sack and I believe four defense passes. I, I he knocked down four passes between two or four. But yeah, you're yeah. on the right track. So he had a day. Yes, yeah. he did. He had a day. Yeah, he's a stud. He's absolutely stud. They put him in an offense against Arizona, and he led a killer block on the game-winning touchdown for Peyton Barber. Let's do the Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I love him. And, and you know, he was in that draft where everybody everybody was super upset that we won the game against New Orleans that knocked us down in the draft order, and we didn't get Quentin Nelson, the, the this all-pro guard, which I would have loved to have had Quentin Nelson too. But we ended up with Vita Vea. Right. And, and I'm super happy about that. And a lot of people are like, well, but we should have got Derwin James. Derwin James doesn't have an offensive touchdown this year, does he? No, he doesn't have anything. He's been injured for the entire season. Exactly. He got he got hurt doing nothing in, in, in training camp. He just, like, fell down, and he's hurt. He broke a, a bone or something. I don't know. Either way. All right. We have to get to our predictions for next week. This game is pretty interesting. It looks on paper like... Like it's dead even. We're both four and seven. We're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. I almost want to go to the game. Oh, don't play with me. We should rent one of those pools and me and you just waller around like hippos. <laughs> How are the Jackson Jaguars doing? They're four and seven, just like the oh, Bucks. Okay. Yeah, they're so four they're like and seven. Not great, but not horrible. They started out great. I think they've lost like three in a row or something. Like they started out okay. But they they had they they they've had some turmoil. You know they had a defensive back that was a pain in the butt. They ended up trading into the Rams, and I don't know. They have quarterback issues now. They got their quarterback back from injury, and he's not playing well. Will did we ever find the um, the score predictions from last week? Yeah, I wrote them down. 
on a pad. Yeah. And the pad's gone, and I forgot to email him. You didn't email him? I thought Way you did. Way to go, bucko. I usually do. Lucky Hold it's your on, birthday. Buddy. Hold on. Let me, let me oh, yeah, happy birthday, here. Will. Thank yeah. you. See here. The ones, the ones I have that I emailed last were the Saints game. Right. No, really? Yeah. You I dro- son I of dropped a the ball bitch. on that. Sorry. I remember I picked the Bucks though. What a yeah, I picked I the Bucks too. As well. I think Johnny did. I think you two did not. No, I didn't. I, I definitely did not pick the Bucks. No, I picked uh, Atlanta thirty-one to twenty-one, I believe. DJ Flacco live in the studio. What is this? The sandwich song? Oh, it's Thanksgiving season on us. Let's do it. Oh, it's all my favorite food. This is going to be on the uh, Cannon Fire podcast tomorrow. How many Bucks podcasts have a a DJ break in in the middle of the show? None. Zero. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Absolutely, man. Fat Christmas around my house. Hey, uh, if you're not doing anything, Rhett, you and the girl want to pop by, there'll be plenty of food. Yeah? Yeah. I'll see what's going on, man. I know I'm going to be in here two to nine. Board hopping. Never mind. Yeah. Poor guy. I'll see if I can't try and uh, get out of there. Maybe I'll have somebody send you a a gobbler from Wawa or something. (laughs) I was was talking to Spencer. He's going to be in here, too. We're both going to be working. And we're like, maybe we'll have our own little Thanksgiving. We'll get some gobblers from Wawa. Yeah. How sweet. Uh, Okay, so the Jacksonville Jaguars, let's do our predictions. The score and the MVPs. Will, it's your birthday, so you get to go first, buddy. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hell yeah. They found, they figured something out, I think. This may be naive. Secondary played good. Offensive line played good. Those were the two weaknesses that I think they definitely needed to improve on. So I'm going to say the Bucs win. I'm going to say the score is going to be 27 to 17. 27-17. Uh, Rhett? Um, kind of like Will said, I think this is a week where we can show if they can build off of what they showed us against Atlanta. Those division games are always tough. So I think if they can really get the ball rolling, they got a good chance to win this week. I'm picking the Bucks 34 to 28. Oh, okay. Um... The only player that I'm scared of on their team is Leonard Fournette. Yeah. The, the Bucks get a monster day Sunday. The Bucks shut the run down no matter who. They, they've shut down the best running backs in the league already. Yep. And that's before the defense even started gelling the way they did last week. So, I think we're going to blow them out. I think, I think this is going to be the first stackable win that we've had this season. I think the Bucks go in there and embarrass the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I don't. I think they've been in a tailspin. Yeah, for a couple of weeks now. Our neighbors to the north. I think we go in there and whoop that ass. I know everybody's like, "What about last week?" Shut up, okay? Just like the NFL, I change from week to week. I think the Bucks win this game, forty-one to 14. I really hope you aren't eating those words next week like you'll be eating that Thanksgiving turkey. There'll be plenty. Uh, 41-14. I think we pick I think we pick Foles off. Uh, 
three times. Oh! One for a pick six since we dropped about three of them yesterday. There's got to be a stat for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many pick sixes have we dropped this season? Five plus, dude. Oh, man. Dean had one. David had one. It's just like right in our hands. Uh, bunting, like the last two weeks, bunting should have had two pick sixes. Yeah. It's going to happen. I think it happens. One of these days. It's going to happen at least once Sunday. I think we embarrassed the Jaguars. I think Rojo has another big game. Um, I think there's going to be another surprise player. And I think I think his name might be Miller. Yeah? Yeah. Scotty Miller did look good when called upon against Atlanta. He had that one pass. It was like a screen towards the end zone. He picked up a good amount, got him down to the one-yard line. I think they may be so locked in on Godwin and Evans. I think Miller might get – he might get loose for, for a big one. God, I hope so. I'm just saying. I got a weird feeling about it. And uh, I think the defensive line is going to feast again. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I I was so excited watching. Every, and they shared. Like, you had two sacks by Devin White. You had a sack by Carl Nassib. A sack by Vita Vea. A sack by JPP. I mean, it was like everybody was just sharing, just like a Thanksgiving meal. Absolutely. And that's what it was. Matt Ryan was a turkey, and we feasted Thanksgiving all over the Atlanta Falcons. Anna? Yes. Who wins this game? What's the score? So glad you're asking me. I okay. Would. Yeah. Let me tell you who's gonna win this game, Johnny. It's gonna be the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I can. I can. I can feel it in my a positive blood right now Weird. that it's gonna happen. Um, the Bucks are going to win the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like when you're making a claw with your hand. Because <laughs> I'm a Jaguar. Neat. Uh, the score, you ask, is probably what you want to know next. Like a minute and a half ago. Yeah. All right. Well, the score is going to be. 32 to uh, 24. I like every time you make a prediction, you look like you're doo-dooing your pants. 32 to 24 is going to be the final score of the game. Now we need MVPs. MVP is... For Le- the Bucks. For the Bucks, yeah. obviously. Is uh-huh. Le- LeChandra Don- Darnell, Quincy Jones. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> God damn it. LeChandra. Come on, man. LaChandra? Yeah, LaChandra Darnell. That's- got, maybe he's on the practice squad. I got to look. LaChandra Darnell, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Yeah, Quincy Jones. That's a Jones. lot of fit on the back of a jersey. I, yes, a lot of hyphens. Yeah, well, that's his name. So that's the, that's the right, MVP. Where, where did he go to school? Good luck to him. The college. Desert school. <laughs> desert school? Wow. Is that a yeah. cooking institute? What Any- is that? <laughs> Anybody <laughs> listening to this? This is how easy it is to be on the radio. You don't have to be good. No. Nope. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Some- no, he went to Oklahoma. Middle. Tech. Tech. Sometimes it's you just need good looks. Not Nana's case. I have no idea how she did it. I'm kidding. She's uber talented. Her hairdresser, not so much. Will, who's the MVP of the game? I was so impressed with Chris Godwin this week. I know he's had a great season, obviously, but the catches that he made and the things that he did, he's a complete player. I'm rolling with him again this week. I'm saying Chris Godwin. Nice. Uh, Before we get to your MVP, DJ Flacco, give us a prediction on the game. Uh, Hell yeah. Big football fan. Yeah. The lightning hat is pretty telling. Nah, I'm a baseball guy. I had to do a gig, but uh, I I would say the Bucs are going to win. Boom. I don't like making predictions of numbers and terrible. I understand. So uh, I would say the Bucks are going to win um, because the Jaguars aren't. 
Boom. Not, Just not good. Yeah, I like it. That's all you need. Boom. Rhett, who's the MVP? My MVP this week, I'm picking Carl Nassib, man. I think on Sunday, that front seven having as good as a day as they did had to do with him coming back in action. And I think it showed a little bit more than people thought. Uh, so I think he'll pick right up where he left off. I think he'll get to Nick Foles two or maybe three times. Got Carl Nassib. I am going with the rookie, Devin White. He's gotten better and better every week. Oh, yeah. And I don't see any reason for him to slow down. I think Devin White might be my pick six. But definitely, he gets in the backfield. He causes at least a fumble since he's already done that more than once this season. Oh, yeah. So Devin White makes a big difference. Stopping that run game with Leonard Fournette. He'll be he'll be shooting the gaps, making sure Leonard Fournette doesn't get ahead of steam. Uh, Levante David will be almost as good as Devin White on Sunday, but those guys are going to be pivotal. I think Devin White's the MVP. Okay, I dig it. Hell, yeah. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you in the Cannon Fire podcast. Absolutely. So if you want to follow me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. And, of course, the Cannon Fire podcast. You can listen to us anywhere you download a podcast or watch with video on YouTube.com. And CFP is on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those Cannon Fire podcasts. Hell, yeah. Uh, we will take a break. When we come back, it is time for what the hell news yeah already time for what the hell news uh we have a story locally about a man who gave his son the worst advice you could ever give a kid we'll do that and more when we come back don't go anywhere it's a johnny b show made by this tongue i tell you now my man my name is young but so you think that this your destiny to get the best of me but i suggest to be quiet bro don't even try from the east and west of me taking it to never breaking it or even shaking it it's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 